the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1440 KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A prominent House Democrat is making the case for removing Iowa from the election season poll position as Correspondent Mike Grazia explains. In the aftermath of the Iowa caucuses fiasco that kicked off the 2020 election season, the highest-ranking African-American lawmaker in the House says it's time for change. Representative Jim Clyburn of South Carolina called for the end of caucuses Friday, maintaining they can be manipulated. Clyburn added he's been arguing for 30 years that the campaign season should not start in a state that does not reflect the demographics of the country. Clyburn also said despite his strong showing in Iowa, Pete Buttigieg has a significant challenge with South Carolina's black voters. Clyburn was interviewed on C-SPAN's Newsmakers. Mike Gracia, Washington. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gave up 277 points, 29,102. The Nasdaq down 51. This is SRN News. Believe it or not, both parties agreed on something in Washington, and it was the same week that the president was impeached. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike to find out the immediate implications for you and your loved ones due to the passing of the SECURE Act in December. If you have an IRA, 401k, or any other retirement plan, there are changes and planning opportunities. To find out more, listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them now at 855-231-6010. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Oh, they took our jib! They took your jib! They took your jib! Yeah. Job Saturday, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Thank you for listening. I know the Josh Port comes out on Friday, but we're not here on Friday, so we're here on Saturday and... You're not going to hear uh, more detail and more analysis of the jobs report than you will right here on the King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening on this relatively chilly morning. I was looking outside my window, my office, 
from where I broadcast, uh, faces to the Mississippi River. Uh, across from me is uh, Munsinger Park uh, and and the gardens here on over on the east side of St. Cloud. I'm sitting on the west bank of it. And in the middle of the river on the ice, three people sat with lines in the ice to catch fish. I got to tell you, it's a pretty great world to live in when you look out there. And it was 20 degrees warmer then than it was when I pulled up in front of the office this morning. Uh, So they had it pretty easy. There's nobody on the ice today. My guess is even the hardiest of ice fishermen was willing to, uh, was thinking to themselves, I'll wait till it's a little warmer outside before I go out there. And I only talk about the weather in that detail because this was a jobs report that in the process of people wanting to discount the high number, the 225,000 jobs that were there, went to, well, well, the weather was really good. So there were a lot more construction jobs where you were supposed to get. And so the number was puffed up. And I, I say to them, I didn't know that the weather was a secret till Friday morning. How did you not know that the weather was good in January? How did you not guesstimate that construction spending would be good? Look, construction spending has been, and we just listened to a real estate show, and so I, I don't need to talk too much. I heard something they said at the end I wanted to comment on. Construction spent, construction employment has been very strong, particularly not not in the general contracting area, but in the subcontracting, subcontracting spaces, the electricians, the plumbers, the HVAC people. Those, those businesses seem to be doing very, very well, and it's borne up by the data that we received in the jobs report yesterday. And in thinking about 2020, one of the things I... I say to people as I've been going around and beginning to reveal forecasts for the full year, I look at that and I say, well, how long could that really last? Could, could that continue? And if you look at the inventory numbers, uh, I, heard, uh, I heard the folks on, on the real estate show that was just on a moment ago say, as he was going, saying inventory is about the same level as last year. I actually, at least for the region right around here in St. Cloud, Minnesota, our inventories are fairly low. We have less than three months of inventory. And a normal a normal national cycle has somewhere between five and six months of inventory, which by which I mean the number of homes for sale is about five to six times the average sales level. And I try hard to pull out seasonal impacts so I can get a better feel for what's happening. People will list their homes more often in the summertime because they realize the market's better. It's not fun to go house shopping in January. Right? You got to put your clothes on, then you got you to put all your clothes on and put your jackets on. Then when you go someplace, you got to take your shoes off to not track snow and mud in the house. And you and you got your heavy jacket on, you want to take that up. Yeah, it's, it's a bigger pain in the backside to, to do that then. But construction has been strong. And I read story after story about, well, you have to sort of adjust for the weather, so this number is going to be big. It's like, well, then you should have said it was going to be big on February 6th before the report came out rather than telling me about this afterward. I thought the number was going to be, even I didn't have the number at 225. I thought, but I did think the number, when I saw numbers around 140, 150, I said, no, 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 that's going to be pretty, that's going to be a fair amount bigger than that. Private employment up 209, and one thing I would say is the ADP report, the okay, the automated data processing uh, report, which is a private sector report estimate based on uh, a company that processes payrolls, um, came in with private private payrolls up 291, and I said, well, that's not always predictive, but ADP was uh, was a pretty good indicator that this number was going to come in high. The weather we knew was going to come in high. I thought probably closer to 180, 190, but I didn't think. 
I certainly didn't think 225 because if I wanted to be that far out on the limb, I probably would have tweeted that. I thought I was just a little bit above where the street average was. At any rate, again, 225 in the number. So that's that's one thing about the jobs report is that construction was a big part of it, up 44,000 this month. Revisions took it up a little bit higher even in the previous months. The construction sector is doing quite well and continues to do quite well with reasonable with good reasons for it consumer confidence has been fairly strong interest rates are quite low i have a i myself have a mortgage in the fords and as i was doing some financial planning uh this past week seriously considering would it make sense for me to would it make sense for me to refinance that a second time within the last three and a half years the answer is yeah i mean i thought i'd caught the low point but who knows i'm seeing i'm seeing reports of mortgages in the low to mid threes and i think "Eh, well if that's possible maybe i should go back and do that again well if you're if you're looking to get into a house or you're looking to upgrade or what we might be doing at the at, at my age which would be to well do i need all the house i have right now Pretty good time to be making those kinds of choices. Interest rates low, consumer confidence up. Pretty good time to do that. So that side of the economy is doing well. And you'll think I'm going to just tell you a lot of a lot of fun stories out uh, a lot of a lot of fun stories out there. Um, and I've got I've got a few clips to play for you with some positive and some people who thought it was a good but not great report. And I'm going to agree with that. It is a good report. It is not a great report. And the reasons it's good and not great, I actually don't think apply to the wage story because I think the wage story is stronger than people believe. In the in the report, the other so the two pieces of, of shade the two pits of shade that people are throwing on this jobs report. One Construction employment was high because of because we had a mild January. Okay, if you look at my driveway, it's not been a mild January, friends. But I I but there's there's certainly validity to that. Many parts of the country, construction employment has held up reasonably well, and and no small part because they've been able to get to their work sites and and do things most of the month of January. Is that temporary? Sure. But as you look at the market, I think as you look at the marketplace, as you look at the demand for homes, as you look at the supply of homes, I think you come to the conclusion that that construction spending will stay reasonably strong through through the next uh, the next uh, um, six to nine months. What happens after the elections on 2020 is anybody's guess. And so anything I say here is sort of is based on the I'm giving you a forecast that's good I think through October 31st. After that there's there's a fork in the road. And as you've heard me talk about on the show I the, the fork in the road could be really really big. Okay? The fork in the road could be really not so big. Is this the battle of capitalism versus socialism? I don't know. Certainly, uh, certainly, one candidate is going to represent one of those branches really well. I don't know that any of the candidates represent the other branch very well. Um, I have, I have, as you've heard me on the show, in terms of economic policy, I have some significant differences with current administration policy. But there's no doubt that they had a reason to go out and sort of celebrate celebrate what they were doing here. Uh, there were, I got a couple clips. Let me play just one for you. Uh, this is uh, the Treasury Secretary, Stephen Mnuchin, out, uh, out talking about the jobs report and a number of things that he was hearing. And indeed, can we play that first uh, Mnuchin clip, please, Wyatt? Maria, there's no question that the president's economic plan is clearly working in the U.S. It's a result of tax cuts, regulatory relief, and trade deals that we're seeing a strong U.S. economy. 
and we're, we're seeing the numbers that we really want, which is very strong job growth and also wage growth. And I would just comment that GDP is slightly under our projections as a result of some particular one-time things. Boeing's had a big impact on this, the GM strike and others. But the president has been very focused on delivering for working people, and we see it in the numbers. So they're very they're pleased with it, and and I and I agree. You you've got some headwinds. You've got the Boeing, the impact of Boeing, which actually looks like. And I'm I'm going to look for advice from some of our listeners at Pound KBRS who follow the Boeing story fairly closely. It looks like they may have passed one step in the recertification of the 737. Uh, production that has stopped and that is cost that that's costing them some money it probably has an impact of somewhere around a half a percent on u.s gdp he didn't mention coronavirus we're going to have to talk about that as well but we will we'll talk more about it being a good not great report coming up right after this you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 I like people. It's why I got into HR. And I like liking people. So even when Kate drops a thousand resumes on my desk, or when three new hires start on the same day, I don't stress. I've got it covered with Bamboo HR, the easy-to-use HR software platform that makes it easy to manage our people data so I can focus on people and not on processes. For hiring, Bamboo HR's applicant tracking software keeps us ahead of the competition by making it simple to evaluate and hire the best applicants. And automated onboarding tools means less forms and more time to create better first days. Plus, Simple tracking for employee work hours, paid time off and benefits, along with world-class employee performance and appraisal software. Add it all up, and no matter what the day brings, I still really, really like people. Sign up for a free trial at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. BambooHR.com slash HR. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Do you fix frozen drains, culverts, or use water to jet out pipes? At American Pressure, we have the know-how to fix your equipment and many of the parts and accessories to help you, from hand carry hose reels foot-activated valves to jetting nozzles and hoses. American Pressure has many of the items you need to get your job done. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. That's AmericanPressure.com. Smoked turkey pulled and tender, sauce to delight. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477, the number to call. Questions, comments, 651-289-4477. 
uh, or just follow us on Twitter. Uh, the hashtag pound KBRS gets you in on all the conversation. Pound KBRS King Banyan Radio Show here on 1440. Or if you want to follow me at Banyan Show. But that requires you to know how to spell my last name. Here's the tip. Every other letter's an A. Sound it out. And then follow that rule. And you'll probably get it right. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. I can see Wyatt right down there. Does that really work? Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. You know, I'll be honest, King. The first time I actually started to write your name out, I would always put the I before the A. You put the I before the A. I, right? I used to, but now I've gotten used to it. So it it does confuse some people. I bet it sure does. And you actually need the A on both sides of the I. Right. Yeah, yeah, that it, it does. It, all right, short story. Uh, short story. Uh, when we, when uh, my grandparent, my grandfather and his brother both came to this country early in the twentieth century, uh, nineteen oh five for his brother, nineteen oh nine for him. And uh, when they arrived, uh, it's pretty obvious that that uh, they had written the. They could not write their names in um, in Latin, in Latin alphabet, and so somebody else spelled it for them, and I'm pretty sure it was both the I was supposed to be a Y, because in Armenian it's not pronounced Banyan, it's pronounced Banayan, and we don't say it that way in the U.S. because gosh, Banyan's hard, Banyan's easier. Now you just got a spelling problem. I'm not going to give you a pronunciation problem to go on top of it. Um, and so, so we've always pronounced it that way. We've always pronounced it that way. Um, the short story is approximately 60 years after they arrived in the country, for some reason, my grandmother, my grandfather passed away when my dad was four, so he never, he's not part of the story now. But my grandmother, who ha- kept, the, who had the name. Um, is visited by somebody and, and asks, how did you end up with your, you know, is this your name? She says, yes, I married, I married uh, uh, John Ban- Banyan. And says, you spell it differently. And sure enough, they, they spelled their name with the Y. So, uh, but an A is still in, in that other spelling. There's an A after, between every two letters. So it's B-A and A-I-A-N. Um, that's that's how you do it. Anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven jobs report. Again, two hundred twenty five thousand jobs added in January. The one thing I text I put in, so I, I I put a few things in advance and and during the week at uh, Pound KBRS. One of the things I talked about was the ADP report is normally not predictive, but the two ninety one kind of got my eye because it's like wow that's just really big that's way higher than i think we we thought it would be um and it turned out it was closer to right than we thought second second thing the jank the, the the report for january which comes out on the first week of february the january jobs report always has the bureau of labor statistics benchmarking and revisions of data and the way they do the revisions can make the data sometimes quite confusing. I would say it's more I would say it's only a minor issue in terms of the payroll number, but in terms of the the headline number, what's going on with the unemployment rate, it went from three point five to three point six percent. But there's a lot of changes that happen in, in in that number and they've actually done some new population estimates getting ready for the results of the 2020 census that they have to reconcile to sometime at the end of this next year of uh, at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021 they'll have to re-benchmark and re- and 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 uh, reconcile uh, their estimates of the population and their estimates of the labor force with estimates they're going to get from the census. By the way, please, please, fill out your census. Fill it out. Not just because it actually it actually is the law. That's not why I'm saying it, but it's like, in Minnesota, could make a difference between having seven and eight congressional representatives. 
and I actually like having more rather than less. I like I like congressional representatives that are closer to the people. So I want to have I want to have that extra person. All right, I'm just I'm just saying it's, it matters for that reason. Don't don't worry about the mo- monetary thing. It also matters to me as a as a research economist. The data in the census gets used for ten years by people like me doing research. So I'm very selfish about this. I need that data. <laughs> so, so fill out your census, man. It'll be mailed out to you sometime next month. When you get it, fill it out, send it back. Um, so the rise from 35 to 3.6% and the fact that the U6 rate went to 6.9 versus 6.7, there's a whole lot of noise in there. It is very hard to tease out the noise from what actually might have happened uh, in reality. So the participation rate and the employment to population ratio went up two tenths percent, which we've celebrated. But that's also on that's also being impacted by these very significant changes to the numbers. There's actually a reduction in population, and there's a reduction in the labor force the reduction in the population is almost 800,000 people okay now understand that's still out of a number that's out of a number that's about 250 million adults so you're changing 8 tenths of one of the 250 numbers but that's still it's not small and that'll all get corrected and reconciled when the census happens. So if someone says, "Well, oh, did you get it right? Or get it wrong?" Guess what? Next month we're going to have. Next month we're going to start creating the data that will actually tell us much more definitively. Okay, everything else is a survey. This is actually a census, and those censuses are different. So, so I am not focused on the unemployment rate. I am not focused on the labor force participation rate or any of that. Because that data is just always funky in January. And I don't want to pay any attention uh, to funky data. So I, I, I typically don't spend a whole lot of time on it and, I, and, I, and won't hear. We could dig around in some of the other data. Education and health numbers were very strong in the payroll report. Leisure and hospitality is still rising at a pretty good rate. The latter number is a pretty good sign that consumer spending is fairly strong. When people are feeling are feeling a little more flush, they're going out more. They're so they're in the restaurants more. They're going to they're going to movies. I got you know my wife and I went to a went to some Irish music concert last night. We're going to a movie tonight. We're going to go see the Clarence Thomas movie. You should go. It just sounds fabulous. Um, we're, it's, it's, it, I was shocked to find out it's playing here in St. Cloud. So I'm looking forward to seeing, and I'm sure you can find it someplace near you as well. And, and, and do make it, do make a point of it. Um, he's a fascinating, he's a fascinating man. The, the book, uh, grandfather's son is just, is a tremendous, tremendous book. Um, so leisure, it's done well, Man- manufacturing a little down. It's been a tough it's been a tough year for manufacturing. It's been a bit of a struggle. But down 12,000 in January versus 5,000 in December, it it's kind of doing what we thought it would do. The retail sector is losing jobs, but it's been doing that fairly normally. It had a it had a better than expected November December. I think consumer spending was driving up driving up hiring in the uh, department stores and the specialty stores for a while. Uh, but the holiday p- period having ended, I think they've dropped a whole bunch of those those positions. We saw this week an announcement from Macy's that uh, they're looking at uh, shedding a bunch of storefronts uh, coming up. We don't know where they are yet. Um, we have a Macy's here in uh, we have a Macy's here in St. Cloud, and so so I'm I'm fairly tuned into it. But I would note at the same time an old space held by Shopco, which is uh, Taken bankruptcy over the last, uh, uh, taken bankruptcy protection over the last uh, six months or so. Um, runnings is moving into our area, and so you're seeing just transformation of that space. I don't think I don't think you're going to see tons and tons of empty uh, retail spaces. I think what you're going to see is 
significant remodeling. And that's another piece in favor of the construction sector. I think retail space needs to be changed in some significant way. The day where someone wants to walk into a, a big box like a Sears or or, a, or even a Target or a Macy's is probably going to be it is probably not going to be the the mall of the future the mall of the future is going to have to be a destination for something other than looking at clothes and refrigerators it's what that's going to be i'm not sure i know but at the same time i think people's desire to go out and experience something and have an opportunity to shop while they're doing it i don't think that goes away and so I, I, I think those retail spaces will be, particularly the malls, will end up will end up with some kind of transformation. The strip mall and the strip mall that's anchored by a a, a decent sized um, uh, uh, department store, uh, those are the places where I say, well, those might be in some might be in some difficulty. But uh, having uh, we're having some success seeing some different types of retailers move into these in, into these spaces. I might want to say something more about that and just in here in a little bit today um anyway we should probably cut cut away for a break here when we're back more on job saturday you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 message and data rates may apply guys got hair loss i know what you're thinking should i shave my head comb it over Wear a hat. Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-11 to 85850. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception.
welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. Okay, Wyatt, did uh, did John hand you a new playlist? No, this one was me actually today. That's awesome. You <laughs> save that one for John to hear because that's that's really good stuff and right in his and my wheelhouse. Perfect. Well done. Well, well, well done. Uh, anyway, let me uh, let me uh, uh, let me let me get to a few of the other pieces about the jobs report that we probably should touch on. This is a member of the Council of Economic Advisors, uh, Tomas Philipson. Um, he was on uh, he was on Fox Business. I think this is from Fox Business yesterday. Uh, and and talking about the talking about the jobs report as well. And let's go ahead and play him. Which cut was that, King? Tom Thomas uh, 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 T- Thomas Philipson. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. I got you. Well, what's nice about this report is that it's confirming from multiple sources that we had a blockbuster uh, January uh, behind us. One was obviously the government data coming out today, but even the private data coming out a couple of days ago and the unemployment insurance is hitting rock bottom. All those are, we have the household survey also in the, in the government data. All four measures are indicating that this was an extremely robust yeah. in, uh, uh, January. But, but not so, say some folks. Uh, uh, Edward Hyman, who's uh, chief economist for Evercore, um, said this. Let's play that first cut, please. So uh, we thought it was good, not great. Uh, so the unemployment rate ticked up as you saw, and uh, average early earnings, uh, which I keep thinking are going to really take off, they didn't really take off. Uh, they're only up uh, 3.1%. So that's why the bond market uh, is rallying a little bit. So it's, it's sort of a Goldilocks report. Uh, but I, I agree with Steve, the economy is in a really good position when you take all the other indicators we have, like unemployment claims, another jobs measure, uh, the employment data are good, and the economy is, is doing fine. But this, this report uh, is uh, more of a slow and steady, good but not great. So I'm going to dispute uh, Mr. Hyman with this this particular point, um, it, because one of the numbers I've pulled up, and it's it's available to you, if you follow us on Twitter at Pound KBRS, there's a, at the top of the Pound KBRS feed at this particular moment, there is a graph of plan and actual labor compensation changes. This is from a survey done by the National Federation of Independent Businesses. So these are small and medium-sized businesses who pretty much have to take the market as it is. Now, if you're if you're IBM or 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 you're Caterpillar, if you're a very very large company, Walmart, Costco, you get to kind of dictate what you want to pay in wages a little bit more than other folks. These folks here in this survey, about 1,700 of them, pre- look, at, look at the labor market as and say, okay, what's it going to cost me? If I need to expand, what, have I, what do I need to do to expand? And what they're telling us is it's costing them more. If I look at this graph right now of planned and actual labor compensation changes, 35% more firms are indicating that they're paying increased compensation versus previous quarter. And that is the highest, that matches the highest recording they've had. Both of, both those highs have happened within the last, within the last year. And if I look at the number for planned in, plan to increase compensation, I'm at the highest number they have, I'm at the highest number they have on record. Going all the way back to the 1980s. Right? So yes, wages were up only two and a half percent. I get that. I don't know how much of that is a change in the in the in the mix of jobs versus what's happening for individual firms and how much competition they're having to pay. If you lose some jobs in the manufacturing sector and you add some jobs in leisure and hospitality. And then you say, what's the average wage for all workers out there? That change in the composition will bias you toward getting a smaller reading because leisure and hospitality jobs pay less than, than manufacturing jobs. 
Construction jobs were up and up strongly, and those jobs pay pretty well. But when all of the growth on this side is is happening, all the growth on this side is happening in uh, jobs, a lot of the growth is happening in jobs that have relatively low wages. You're changing the mix, and so that number tends to be lower. This is why I like the survey data as a, as a result, because you're asking the same firm over and over again, what are you paying for your workers? Are you paying more? And as you and and as NFIB was reporting, labor shortages just continue to slow. That particularly in construction and manufacturing, labor shortages are just uh, are just happening everywhere. Thirty uh, percent from their same survey, thirty percent have openings for skilled workers. Fourteen percent have openings for unskilled workers. Those are up three and one percent. Um, Few, uh, 29% of owners reported few qualified applicants for their open positions. 20% reported no qualified applicants for their positions. Now, my view is always this. When you say, I don't have, I don't have enough qualified applicants, my first question to you is always, so what are you offering? Right? If I need if I needed to hire a new suppose I want to hire a new producer for the show no no offense Wyatt okay I was waiting for the wisecrack back I didn't get it okay suppose I wanted to hire a new producer and I say well I've always paid my producers and I'm making numbers up I have no idea what what Wyatt makes um, I want to pay my producers ah, we've always paid them twelve bucks an hour so we'll offer twelve bucks an hour right. And then I get no applications. At some point, if I'm the boss, if I'm the GM, I got to be thinking to myself, well, maybe 12 isn't enough. Well, there are no qualified applicants for this position, so we just can't do anything. Well, suppose you offered $24 an hour for the position. You're telling me nobody would do it? I mean, you... I'm not going to probably end up wanting to shovel your driveway, but if you're willing to give me $100, I probably will say no. If you're willing to give me $1,000, I'll probably say yes. The question is, is it worth it to you to pay me $1,000 to shovel your driveway? Is it worth it to your employers? So when I hear people say there are no qualified applicants out there, I say, well, no qualified applicants. You should qualify that to say no qualified applicants at the wage I'm willing to pay. Which then gets you to this question. Why aren't they willing to pay it? Well, they're not willing to pay it because they don't see a profit at the at the higher wage. They're just like, well, I, I can't. If, if I agreed to pay producers at the radio station $200 an hour, the station's going to go bankrupt. Okay? It cannot make it cannot earn enough income to be able to afford that wage sorry Wyatt it's okay you know I, I thought we had a good thing going but I guess guess not <laughs> we'll, we'll have we'll have a meeting later okay <laughs> uh, right. we'll have a meeting later about that anyway but two hundred dollars you know my point is at two hundred dollars sorry no I can't do that I'm not going to be able. I can't be. I can't sustain my business at that wage, right? And that's the point. It's the sustainability of the wage you're paying that's at question. So when I say I have no qualified workers, okay, the qualification that should happen at the end of that sentence is: there are no qualified workers available at the wage at which I can maintain my business, right? Not at a wage at which I can I can make enough money to spend four weeks on a beach. If they're being like that, guess what? Markets work so that, you know, if it turns out there's some other station that can figure out how to hire Wyatt at, at let's say, $100 an hour. And sales like, well, I can't do more than 20 Guess what? He's going to leave because some business figured out how to do this and they will do it. 
So when I hear people say, yeah, no, no qualified workers, uh, my answer to them, my answer to them is usually at what wage could you still maintain your business if you offered a dollar an hour more? If you say no, then that's an interesting question. That opens up an entirely different set of questions about the viability of your business. My point is, every business can find qualified workers at some wage. What's the wage? What, okay, the question, the question is, have you figured out how to use folks willing to accept a wage that allows you to hire them, them wanting to work for you, and at the same time you're able to sustain your business? Notice I didn't say maximize your profits. I, that's not... That's not the point of this. Because the business that's saying, well, I just got to have my profits be this, regardless, will always face another business that says, I could live with 5% less, and I could give that 5% to the worker, and I could get that qualified worker away from you. That's how, that's how businesses actually do operate. So when I see this thing, I can't find... There are no qualified applicants. I, I say to myself, well, did you think about paying them more? And it looks like from the NFIB survey, businesses are planning to pay more. So the 2.5% number that, that uh, Ed there's uh, bemoaning, I'm not worried so much about that. They'll be fine. We'll be back after this. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. <music> Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Can't seem to make heads or tails of today's crazy markets? It's madness. It's madness. I'm Mark Pearson. Join me on Investing for Success every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. here on Business 1440. We'll shed some light on common investing mistakes and explore how you can find clarity in your investments. Investing for Success, brought to you by Nepsis Inc. Every weekday at 4 p.m. here on Business 1440. Powered by the Wall Street Business Network. If you are experiencing hair loss, let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss. I need more hair.com. Hi, I'm Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. And they can do the same for you. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, the results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Let this be the year to make a new hair's resolution. Check out INeedMoreHair.com. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. 
Listen to your favorite business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Smart Speakers. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477, the number to call, questions and comments, 651-289-4477. On a job Saturday, uh, on a, in a good but not great report, numbers a little bit inflated on the, on the payroll survey in a couple places. Let me give you the one number that actually does give me a bit of pause. And that, and I actually should probably have pulled that up, and I didn't, so we'll have to do it by memory. Number that was down is is one of the one of my bellwethers uh, for where the market's going, and that's tracking temporary job temporary jobs in the marketplace. Businesses, by and large, want to hire temporary workers before they make a commitment to hiring somebody full-time they want to check them out we 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 take advantage of this sometimes even in uh in the public uh in in public employment here in uh state universities uh we want to we we get a chance to have a good long look at somebody first because you learn about them and if you're planning to expand you you'll business when businesses are trying to expand temporary workers are a place they can go that number was actually down in the january jobs report for the first time in quite a while, and that's that's a bit of a concern. But as I, but to sum up this hour, because we're going to transition to the next hour, we're going to talk about we're going to talk somewhat about coronavirus and uh, and then uh, a couple other items that we'll probably have to get to. And I, I'll, I'll warn Wyatt in advance. I think we're going to pull up the the uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez clip because she is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Okay, we'll have we'll have him on the button because there's a on the on the dump button because this may be a case where I might I'm, it's possible that I could lose my mind. It's too good not to share this clip. Though. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's it's but it's it, it's it's bananas. I don't know what else <laughs> to say. It's just bananas. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you look at the let's just let's just take a step back and think about the the, the broader economy. Um, manufacturing numbers, as I said, have been weak, but the January numbers so far have actually looked pretty well. This past week, the ISM's uh, manufacturing index ended up going from 47.8 to 50.9. Now, 50 is the dividing line between expansion and contraction, so that's a pretty good number. And new orders were got back up, uh, got back up, so new orders was at 52. Um, there are some elements in there that are kind of weak. Uh, ISM said comments from the panel were positive with sentiment improving compared to December. Global trade remains a cross-industry issue, but many respondents were positive for the first time in several months. This is a key point that I want, want to say. It is key that businesses are, businesses are reacting to narratives and to news right now. And the fact that the the China trade deal was made, and we'll t- I said we'll talk about coronavirus in a moment, but the fact that the China trade deal was made, the fact that the USMCA has got passed uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, even though there's there's some noise from the administration now that they want to talk about, talk about the EU and put some pressure on the EU, that the fact that. Uh, the free trade deal that they were imagining running with the UK has hit a snag with the with the conservatives in the UK choosing uh, not to keep Huawei out of their uh, out of their 5G system. All that is, all that aside, I just I make this point and I make this point in my in my public talks uh, as well. There was a there was a light switch. I've done. I think I've done this on the show before. It was basically a light switch that got turned from off to on in November of 2016. There was an uptick in business sentiment that happened at that moment. We are eight months from from the next election, and I think anybody trying to forecast the economy must be aware of the potential 
for another what I'll call light switch moment where you'll get a massive switch in sentiment. It could be positive, it could be negative. Smart investors, smart businesses have to plan now for the possibility that one of those folks that you saw on the stage at New Hampshire, by the way, that's my alma mater where they were were last night, St. Anselm College. Um, that the, Those folks on the stage could be president. If you're contemplating an investment that will take uh, six to nine months to complete, you have to think about, well, what's the business environment going to be like when that investment comes online? Let alone commercial construction that could be a year that that could take a year or more. Say that when you say it that way, what happens is a business has to simply sit there and say, "I'm going to balance those items." So, so uh, uh, Stephen Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, yesterday talked about the desire to need the economy to grow a little faster. Let's go ahead and play that clip. This is the second Mnuchin clip. Well, Maria, those are, those are very reasonable questions. And what I would say is the deficit right now as a percentage of GDP is manageable, but we need to work down the deficit over time. Uh, under the president's uh, budget proposal, we reduce that significantly over the next 10 years. And what we really need to do, Maria, it's pretty simple. We just need to grow the economy faster than we grow government spending, and that will reduce the deficit. And as you know, the president, when he took office, wanted to increase military spending. His initial proposal was to offset that with non-military cuts. We couldn't get the Democrats to agree to that. So a big part of the deficit in it right now is not the tax cuts. The big part of it is increased government spending. And as I've always said, uh, the tax cuts, I think, will pay for themselves. But that was always back-ended. Uh, in the front part, it was growing the economy. That actually sounded like a 2020 campaign piece. And the point the point being, those deficits really matter. We're going to start with that in the next hour. Those deficits really matter. What are the plans? What plans are you hearing? And why would it matter to you? Why would it matter to you? It's because those, those, those deficits eventually cause interest rates to change. And we'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I was humming a tune, drinking in sunshine, one out of that orange-colored view. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for Townhall.com. It turns out Nancy Pelosi was right on one thing. The Democrats should not have pursued impeachment in an election year. Now President Trump has won on both the law and the politics of the impeachment battle. The 2020 election will again be about turning out a candidate's base rather than winning the middle. Trump especially has devoted himself fully to turning out and winning his base. Meanwhile, the Democrats, split between progressives and moderates, are still looking for their base. Without question, the Democrats' move to impeach the president has stirred up Trump's base more than theirs. The Trump team successfully argued that the relatively weak impeachment case brought in an election year was, in effect, an effort to take away the people's vote. On the heels of impeachment, the president's approval rating is up. Democrats now pay a high price for their political miscalculation. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders in politics and policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. 
so your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. When it comes to replacing your windows and doors, ignorance is not bliss. You only want to have to do it once, and you don't want to make a mistake. Great Plains Windows and Doors has been helping homeowners all over the Twin Cities with their replacement needs, utilizing the entire line of Anderson Core product, including the most popular 400 series, which contractors trust the most, and they're made right here in Minnesota. Now that sounds like bliss. For a truly remarkable experience, contact Great Plains Windows and Doors at greatplainswindows.com. Learn the skills to create a second income without a second boss. Call now for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. That's learnwithota.com. 